I'm in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 18. Good to be a Christian this morning. Such an honor and a privilege just to simply know the Lord Jesus Christ. He's, he's absolutely above, absolutely beyond. He's the greatest thing on the globe this morning. I love him this morning with all of my heart this morning. And I'm in verse 18. I'm going to read that verse 17 again. And, and he is before all things... And by him all things consist, and uh, he's t- talking about Jesus, by the way. And he is the head of the body, the church. This Jesus, he's the, uh, the head of the body, the church. He's the, you could say he's the head honcho. You could, uh, you could say he's the one in charge. You could, uh, you could say he's the CEO. He's the... I mean, he's uh, he's the head of the body, the church. He's the same thing to the to the church as the as the brain is to the body. All orders has to come from the brain, and and if we're going to get anywhere in this economy of God, get anywhere in our Christian life, we've got to come to that realization. Do you see when we we went down in that liquid grave, it representing that old man dying out. Do you see, when we was out there in the world, we done what we wanted to do, and we went where we wanted to go, and we done it how we wanted to do it. But do you see, that old man died out down in that liquid grave, and we come up out of there uh, a new creature in Christ Jesus, and we're not our own anymore. Been bought with a price. And we don't, we don't go where we want to go. Do you see? He's the head of the body. He's the head of the church. We don't do what we want to do. We got to follow head orders from headquarters. And, and if we're going to, if we're going to enjoy our Christian life now, if we're going to get anywhere in our Christian life, if we're going to mature, if we're going to grow, if we're in, in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to get this in our old thick skulls. Jesus is in charge. He's the boss. He's a boss of me. He's the boss of you. He's a boss of what goes on right here at Union Valley. And we've got to understand that and realize that. He's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning. Now, Jesus, he always has been. He's the very beginning. He's the firstborn from the dead. From the dead. And some will say, well, well didn't the widow name's son didn't he raise him first, or the or or, or or Lazarus? Did they not raise first? But it's a, it's a completely different story when Jesus rose. Do you see? They rose again from the dead, but they died again. It wasn't permanent. But do you see when Jesus came walking up out of that tomb that morning? Uh, do you see he blazed a new trail? I mean, it, it was altogether different. It, it was altogether brand new. He came walking out of that tomb to die no more. Do you see? <laughs> Woo! He's alive. He said, I'm alive and I'm alive forevermore. And he blazed the trail. He, opened, he built a bridge. He opened up the door to the rest of us. Do you see? And we're alive this morning to never die. If we've been born into the family of God, the grave ain't nothing but a mere address change. It ain't nothing but graduation day for the church of the redeemed. Do you see? It's, we'll never die no more. And he's, Jesus was the firstborn. He, he was the first. He, he done it first. He blazed the trail. He opened up the door. He built the bridge. That in all things, 
he might have the preeminence. I, I love that. I love that word preeminence in all things that Jesus might have the preeminence, and that preeminence means to to, to, to be the superi- superiority in excellence. Do you see? He's superior to us. He's he's better than what we are. I, I mean, we uh, compared to Jesus, we wasn't nothing but peasants. Ungodly and unholy and undeserving, and I like what one old preacher said one time. When we get to heaven, if we go out with Jesus, we're going to have to put on makeup. He's prettier than what we are. We're going to have to wear high heels. He's taller than what we are. I mean, we're going. I don't know what in the world we're going to do with our hair because he has much better hair than we do. Do you see? He's above us. He's beyond us. He's greater than what we are. He's holy. He's righteous. My, he's, he's so much above and beyond. And, 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 it, it, and that in all things, see, see, Jesus has the preeminence. First one to rise from the dead to die no more. But plays the trail for us. And he's so much better than what we are. It's kind of like the fairy tales. The, 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 the prince will get the old peasant girl out there living in poverty and having nothing. And the prince will bring her in and, and give her a, a new clothes and a new shoe and give her servants. And, do you see? That's what Jesus done for us. We, we, we was clothed in, in sin and shame and, and ungodliness, unholiness. But do you see? Jesus brought us into the fold and put his own robe of righteousness upon us. He clothed us with his own righteousness. We've been... Well, well, praise his high and holy name. He, he gives us of his own service. It, the blood-bought redeems God's guardian angels according to back in Psalms. They're above us. They're to the right of us. They're to the left of us. They're behind us. They're below us. God, he gave us of his own service to watch over us. I'm telling you this, Jesus has brought us into the fold. Undeserving and unworthy. Just We was uh, spiritually bankrupt. Ungodly and un- but Jesus adopted us into the, His own family, and He's so much better than us. But He don't treat us that way. He didn't. He don't treat us that way. He brought us in and adopted us into the family, and we're called sons and daughters of God. That's to bring us up to His level. Oh, what a Savior we serve this morning! For it pleased the Father that in Him should all fullness dwell. Outside of Jesus, there's nothing but emptiness. Outside of Jesus, there's hopelessness. Outside of Jesus, there's nothing but a lake of fire to look forward to. But in, do you see, all fullness dwells in Jesus. In Jesus, we can find peace. In Jesus, we can find hope. In Jesus, we can find forgiveness. In Jesus, we can find deliverance. Hallelujah. In Jesus, we can be adopted into the family of God this morning. It pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And outside of Jesus, there's nothing. There's nothing, only hopelessness. Oh, but in Jesus, we've got it all this morning. Praise, and, and it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace... Through the blood of his cross. Do you see we was alien? We was outside the camp. But Jesus has made peace through the blood of his cross. Do you see we, we was separated and alienated. And he made peace through the blood of his cross. And we got peace with the Father this morning. By him, by him, by Jesus. He's still talking about Jesus. To reconcile all things unto himself. Now, now, the Father, through Jesus, 
has reconciled all things unto himself by him, by Jesus. I say whether they be things in the earth or things in the heaven. Do you see, the Father chose Jesus to reconcile all things back unto himself. And, and over in the Romans chapter 1, it says, The whole creation groaneth and travaileth even unto now. Do you see, it was mankind that sinned. It was mankind that, that brought the sin curse upon the world, but the whole creation has suffered because of it. Not only has man suffered, the animal kingdom has suffered. The, the storms and the, the tornadoes, the hurricanes, all these things came because of the sin curse. And the whole creation groaneth and travaileth even now. But the Father has chose Jesus to reconcile everything back to him. Heaven and earth, do you see there's coming a day that one day soon, the next thing to happen is the rapture of the church, then the seven-year tribulation. But after that seven-year tribulation, Jesus is coming back on that white horse. Hallelujah. And he's going to sit down in the, on the Mount of Olives and walk across the Kindred Valley into Jerusalem. Hallelujah. To take over. And, 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 he, and he's going to reconcile this earth. Do you see? It's, I believe it's going to go back to the garden. The lion, the lion will lay down with the lamb. And the little baby can play with the poisonous snake. He can reconcile this earth. And, but do you see the heaven in the heaven in the heavens also has been polluted? The old Lucifer, the choir leader up there, got lifted up in pride and said, thought he could overthrow, overturn the throne of God. And a third of the angels followed him. And, and, and heaven has become polluted by that sin. But do you see, through Jesus, God the Father is going to reconcile all things. Do you see, after that thousand-year reign, there's going to be a new heaven. There's going to be a new earth. Hallelujah. Praise his high and holy name. And every man, woman, boy, or girl, now... Jesus has made it possible for them to be reconciled back to the Father. Everybody ain't going to do it, but the price has been paid. The way has been made. The door's been wide open to whosoever will let him come. And everybody wants to is going to go into that new heaven and that new earth. And everything's going to be reconciled back to the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. And in verse 21, he says, And you that were sometime alienated... We were alienated. We were outside the camp. We was in the world without a hope. Couldn't save ourselves. Couldn't redeem ourselves. And look at what he says. And enemies in your mind by wicked works. The very thoughts of our mind are wicked. Wicked. And, and that, that sin curse and born all together into that sin and we were alienated and enemies of God. Every one of us was. We was enemies of God because of that sin nature that was in us and were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. Yet now hath he reconciled. Do you see through the blood, through the blood of his cross, he has reconciled us in the body of his flesh. In the body of his, that flesh that was broken and bruised on our behalf. Do you see he hung there on that cross having our sin and our shame upon him? Hallelujah. And, and he's reconciled in the body of his flesh through death. Through death he's reconciled us. He's clothed us with his own robe of righteousness. Do, do you see Jesus is the only one who ever lived a perfect, sinless, spotless life. And when we get saved and when we get born again, he puts his own robe of righteousness upon us and we're clean and we're washed. And look what this says. Who reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you 
holy. Now, this is, he presents Jesus as our lawyer. He's our high priest. He, set, he sent it back into the Father, and he sat down right there at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for each and every one of us. And when we accept him as Lord and Savior, and we get born again into the family of God, he presents us to the Father as holy. Now, I don't see myself as holy. I, I see failures, but that ain't the way the Father sees me. Do you see, Jesus has put his own robe of righteousness up on me through the death of the cross, through the bloodshed that he shed. He was able to wash us. He was able to reconcile us back to God. And when my Father up in heaven, when he sees me, he sees me as holy. And, and look at this, an unblameable. Oh, I, I can't see myself as unblameable. I see myself as guilty. I see myself coming up short, but that ain't the way my Father sees me. Jesus has reconciled us this morning. Jesus has clothed us with his own robe of righteousness. He, we was just peasants out there spiritually bankrupt, ungodly and unholy and unworthy. But Jesus has brought us into the fold and put his own robe up on us, clothed us with his own righteousness, and has presented us unto the Father holy, unblameable, and listen to this, unreprovable in his sight. In the sight of our Heavenly Father, the Father sees me and he said, well, there's nothing to improve on him. How could that be? How could that be? I know my thoughts. I battle every day of my life with those thoughts up there in that mind. I mean, it's a, maybe y'all's different, but I struggle every day just to keep thoughts out of my mind. But my Father don't see me like that. Jesus has put his own clothes up on me this morning, his own robe up on me. And my Father, he sees me as holy. He sees me as unblameable. He sees me as unreprovable. He sees me perfect. Because Jesus was perfect, and Jesus has given his own robe up on us, and he said, oh, my, what gift. What gift that God has given us this morning. What grace that he's bestowed up on us this morning. I say praise his high and holy name to present us in such a manner unto the Father, our lawyer and our high priest. And he looks down upon me and he looks down upon you. It man says, Father, they're unblameable. They're unreprovable, Father. They're holy, Father. They got my robe upon them, Father. They've been washed in my blood, Father. Woo! Do you see what a price that he paid? Do you understand what? What a gift that he's given us this morning. Oh, in his sight. And look at this verse 23 now. If. Oh, that little two-letter word that has such strong meaning. But he says, if ye continue in the faith. Now, he didn't say if you continue in pan your ties or doing good works or doing that. But he said, if you continue in the faith. Our faith is our access this morning. Grounded and settled, grounded and settled in that faith. There's an old preacher one time, he said, they, they, there's only two religions. And they said, well, what in the world are you talking about, preacher? There's all kinds of religions, all kinds of different denominations, all kinds of different beliefs in every religion. He said, there's only two. It's, 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 what, it's those that believe that they can earn it and they can deserve it and work their way there. And then there's those that believe that Jesus done it all for us. He done it all for us, and he presents us to the Father as unblameable and unreprovable. Hallelujah this morning. Glory to the Lamb of God. But he said, if you continue in that faith, 
Do you see? We've got to be grounded and settled. It, and it's not by works of righteousness. It's by faith through grace. And it's not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. Praise his high and holy name. Now, James said faith without works is dead. It's dead. If you ain't got no works, you ain't got no faith. Now, how could anybody, how could anybody believe and understand what such a price that Jesus paid for us and how he's presented us unto the Father, unblameable and unreprovable, forgive us and, and adopt us into his own family? How could anybody really believe that and go out here and live contrary to the will of God? How could anybody go out here and live in adultery or do something like that, knowing what Christ, and bring reproach up the one that has paid such a high price for you? Do you see, if we truly got to faith, I believe the works is going to follow. But it's the works that don't save us. The works don't save us. It's our faith in what Jesus has already done for us this morning. <clears throat> and if you continue in the faith, grounded it, and settled in that faith, oh, hallelujah, then we're unblameable. Then we're unreprovable. Then we're holy in the sight of our Father. Be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. The gospel message is that Jesus died and that he rose again, and that the blood that he shed is able to re uh, forgive and pardon all of our iniquities. And there's a lot of, do you see a lot of false religions is moving away from the gospel message? And they're thinking, and they're, and they're trying to satisfy the flesh and thinking they can earn it, thinking they can deserve it, thinking they're worthy of it. But ain't none of us can deserve it. Ain't none of us worthy of it. It's a gift that God has given us. And we can't be made, moved away from the hope of that gospel and what Christ has done for He said, what you have heard. And he said, now you've heard the gospel message. You've heard it. You've heard it preached that Jesus died, that he rose again, that through that blood we can be forgiven in part. He said, which was preached to every creature. Thank God that gospel message, not only back there in Paul's day about 2,000 years ago, but here in 2023, I don't believe there's a soul leaves this earth without having one opportunity to hear that gospel message. Thank God for the gospel message. It has power to save souls this morning. And it was preached to every creature which is under heaven. And he says, whereof I, Paul, and made a minister. Paul said, I, I was made a minister to preach that gospel message. And there's nothing more powerful than that gospel. And here, I'm just going to do a little bit of verse 24 now. He said, who now rejoice. Paul said, I was made a minister of that gospel message. Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you. Paul was in prison there in Rome. He was probably chained to a Roman soldier. He wasn't allowed to go out and hold big meetings and, and preach the gospel like he wanted to. And he, but Paul said, I rejoice in my sufferings. I rejoice. You know, I talked to, uh, last week about how valuable patience is. And it's one of the most valuable commodities in the economy of God. You know, out here in this worldly economy, there's nothing more valuable than diamonds or gold or pearls. It's a valuable commodity out here in the world. But in God's economy and in, in Christ's church, one of the most valuable commodities is, is patience. It's long-suffering. It's, uh, it's faith. Faith. And then Paul said, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you. And do you see Paul was suffering and he was in prison, but he said, I rejoice. 
And, and do you see, I said last week, you, you're not going to pray. I know none of you is going to pray for patience, but what brings patience is suffering. It's trials. And when we face trials, and when we face trouble in this life, as we all do, it's part of life. We, we all go through valleys, and we all hit, have hard times, and we all have pains, aches, and pains. All go through sicknesses. Hallelujah this morning. But Paul said, I rejoice. Why, why is Paul rejoicing in suffering? Do you see suffering? Trials brings patience. Do you see when, when we're suffering and when we're going through these valleys and when we're going through these, these afflictions, it's just God up there opening up the windows of heaven, pouring in some valuable commodities into your life like patience, like long-suffering. <laughs> do, do you see? It, it, it's not as bad as what we think it is. God, it, it, through afflictions and through trials, is where we grow. It's in the valley where we grow. It's not as bad as what we think. Paul said, I rejoice in my suffering. And, and when, we, when we go through these trials and when we go through these sicknesses, when we go through these afflictions, do you see it's just God trying to help us? My, don't, 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 <laughs> don't grumble. And don't complain, but get on your knees and thank God for caring enough about you to pour a little patience into your life because it's a valuable. I'm telling you, you're not going to get anywhere in God's economy without some patience, without some long-suffering, without some, without some love. Do you see your, your trial, your affliction? God might just be down there working on your heart, but making it pliable again, massaging some of his love down in there. He might be pouring some patience into your life that you're going to need next week. We don't know what God's doing, but we can trust him this morning. And he's able to help us. Oh, Trust and obey. Do you see there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And if we just don't go through this life and just trust him and obey him, we're going to be miserable Christians this morning. My, we're, going not, we're not going to find what we need in this thing. But Jesus, he, he, he come with the, it, it pleased the Father that in Jesus all fullness should dwell. We can find everything we need in Jesus. Oh, without him, without him, we got nothing this morning. Got nothing.